Hey everyone, welcome back to Private Club Radio, where we go over anything and everything private club related. Country club, city club, golf club, yacht club, all of the clubs. I'm your host, Denny Corby. In this episode, we are talking with Joe Trogger, CEO of the NCA National Club Association. I'd like to do a monthly update with him, just see what's going on with the legislative side, the governance side, Congress side, governmental side of all things, and how it relates to us here in the private club world and community. So this episode, we wrap up what's been going on in the government for this year, what to look out for next year and as well as what the NCA has cooking. So welcome our friend, Joe Trogger. So Joe, what's going on with the government relations side? Well, on the government relations side, um, you know, Congress has kind of punted the, you know, government funding issues. So um, at least we won't be running up against a, a midnight deadline of uh, Christmas for a government shutdown this year, which is, uh, you know, new uh, and very appreciated by uh, most people in Washington, uh, perhaps most uh, most of all congressional staff um, who have to, you know, manage their way through those, those issues. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, based on where we're at right now, uh, the government is going to be funded through January for part of it and February for the other part. And, um, you know, some negotiations are ongoing and we'll see how things play out. But, um, you know, as we've talked about in the past, there's there's a, a few things that we're keeping an eye on. Um, but by and large, um, you know, the appropriations stuff is is not really anything we, we uh, follow all that closely. However, um, there are some issues related to H2B visas, which are very important to uh, clubs, um, where we've had some language included in, in previous iterations of appropriations bills. And we want to see how that plays out um, going forward. But there, um, you know, the, the key thing um, we were focused on there was the House version had a, a provision in it that would exempt returning workers from the overall visa cap. So um, that was very beneficial and, and something we wanted to see uh, with the way that the government's been funded and, and uh, the you know continuing resolutions, that kind of thing, that provision was taken out. So uh, it, you know it's still in the mix in terms of uh, potentially in the mix for uh, permanent funding for fiscal year 24. But uh, uh, again, it's all subject to big negotiations. And, it, you know, one of the things that, uh, that they talk about, um, you know, having been involved in those negotiations on the Hill and um, one of the old sayings is that nothing's agreed to and until everything's agreed to. And um, so we'll see uh, how it all plays out. Um, most of the activity, as we've talked about in the past, um, it really is, is focused on the regulatory side. Um, the regulatory agencies, um, chiefly uh, Department of Labor, um, it, it, you know, is really where we're seeing a lot of the activity. Uh, we have a couple of rules that we're waiting to see uh, finalized, uh, one of which is the independent contractor um, rule uh, from the Department of Labor, and um, that is still at the White House under review um, to the latest I heard uh, late last week. So uh, we'll see how that, that plays out. Um, 
you know, the, the National Labor Relations Board has already done their independent contractor rule, um, and it wasn't uh, necessarily what we would like to see um, in, in terms of how they define what an independent contractor is. Um, so, you know, if, if the Department of Labor follows that track, um, it's, it's going to be something that we're not really going to be supportive of um, and is likely, very likely to be uh, litigated. So, you know, it sort of throws everything um, up into question there as well. So um, the other thing that we're keeping an eye on um, is the overtime regulation from, again, from the Department of Labor, the Wage and Hour Division. Um, we submitted comments um, earlier this year on that issue, uh, and I think we talked about it last time, we really haven't had much in the way of developments, um, new or otherwise, with respect to the overtime regulation. Um, it is still what it is what it is. The proposal is to increase it up to 55000 uh, minimum, potentially up to uh, 60000 um, you know, for uh, exempt status. Um, that is in the review process in terms of just the the comments the the agency needs to look through all the comments and um and and respond to those and at that point um they'll send it to the white house for review and the white house will send it back and and they'll finalize it so you know we're really probably a month or two away from from that process being concluded um but yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. It's it's not too dissimilar to what we spoke about in the past uh, at our last interview. Um, but uh, yeah, things will things will start moving here um, probably in January a little bit more earnestly. Yeah, I was going to say probably January, February, March. It's going to be um, mm-hmm. some fun stuff, and that's leading right up to conference in April. So uh, correct. And speaking of. Uh, very happy I was able to be at the championship club conference. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. It was a good start. Um, so this is a new conference that the National Club Association has done, um, and it's really focused on um, those clubs that are um, that, that do host PGA or Corn Ferry, LPGA, um, Epson Tour events, uh, USGA events, um, you know, state golf association championships, those types of things. Um, and it's really geared towards, um, you know, having general managers and board members go into it with their eyes wide open in terms of what to expect and, and how to improve the experience for, you know, everyone from players to staff to club members to, you know, to patrons. Um, so it, it was a it's, it's really I think the it was the first time that there was a dedicated meeting or conference for that purpose. And, um, you know, we had, I think, 33 folks in attendance. Um, we had uh, Colin Burns, who has hosted a couple of U.S. Opens at Wing Foot, um, former general manager there. We had Kevin Bozada from Augusta National uh, Golf Club. Obviously, they host the Masters every year. Um, Jeffrey Kreefel with Congressional, um, you know, they, they have a number of USGA championships that are coming up. Um, and we had uh, uh, Robbie Zalznick, who's the former uh, senior player services person for the USGA, um, talk about, um, you know, how to enhance the experience for players. Um, so it was, a, it was a great 
uh, like I said, I think it was a great start, and um, it, it I think pointed some directions that we need to go, and 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 um, things that we're going to look at for for next year, um, and and how to make that an even better even better conference. So um, yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, curious what your your impressions were. Um, you know, we had presentations throughout the day, and uh, from all four of the gentlemen that I mentioned. But uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I had a I had a great time. I actually did an episode on it. I'll put a link in the show notes, whatever uh, episode number it was. Okay. Uh, I think it was 290-some. But uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, from my point of view, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, I know I'm never going to run a championship club conference uh, or a championship club-style event. But uh, for me, with, like, the entertainment background, I love the behind-the-scenes, and I love the stories behind it. So I loved just learning about these little details and how people, you know, innovate in times of, you know, like, like Colin talked about how they planned, had everything ready and then pandemic came and boom, like everything changed. So that was just neat and understanding where he came from. And then, you know, learning about the player experience and it's like, Oh, like just those little details and how the little details matter. And, um, you know, what really goes into some of these events. Cause I think you know, we all think like, Oh, there is a lot of work, but there really is such a finite detail amount. And then, you know, talking about, um, I talked about, uh, Augusta. What was his name again? Mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin Ozada. Yeah. yeah. That was, I could have listened to him talk for hours about that. Um, mm-hmm. that was just neat. And just learning how, you know, keeping consistency and how, no matter if it's the top chef in the world coming in there to cook, to help them cook, it's, still just the same consistent recipe because if they get the chowder from here it has to taste the same as the chowder from over there um and just how right what do they have like how many thousands of employees for just a short amount of time yeah six thousand six thousand employees yeah that is yeah yeah and and that's i mean obviously the the masters and and augusta national is a you know they're in a unique position because they they hold their major every year and um but i i i've i always believe there's things that you can learn um you know uh from people's experience and and they obviously they have an infrastructure that is um is unique and um but i think there's lessons that everybody can draw from their experiences and and how they manage things so um yeah i mean i i I thought it was great like i said i thought it was a great event it was a good start and uh, i'm excited for what that event is going to become in the years ahead because i I think there's a lot of different directions we can go um and and at the end of the day it's it's really building awareness among uh club members club board members club presidents about what it takes to to do these things and when the you know these different organizations come and ask their clubs to to host these events um it's it's always a very good thing to have a clear understanding of exactly what that means and what it entails um because you know i i I can tell you as a as a former board member now and former club president um you know we did we, we would get these requests from you know in our case it was the our state golf association um to do qualifying events or you know uh championship events for various um uh, you know, uh, golf constituencies. Um, 
but you don't really get, you know, you understand what it means for the game and, you know, it's an honor to host and you want to further the game and, and, and grow the game. Um, but you often don't really think about what it means for the club uh, itself, the staff. Um, you know, certainly you have to think about it from a member's perspective and what sort of impact it has on your club for the members. Um, but there's so much more that goes into it. And um, I, I find it fascinating as well. And and uh, I think most most board members would, would, would share that view. Yeah, and even uh, um, the gentleman talked about the community aspect, getting all the police and fire mm-hmm. and all of those people involved and making sure there's that open communication and talks with all of them because of the extra traffic and everything coming in and getting the community involved because obviously there's going to be some you know revenue coming in from them as well uh, for them. So, um Right. And really, I think everybody at a minimum walked away with one solid nugget. Um, and I think the neat part was also is so intimate and the conversations that were had and the, the intimacy made it fun. And also the people there, it was all different walks. So there was people looking um, for places to have uh, championship style events. There was, you know, the clubs looking to put them on. There was so many different people who had little parts of it. And I just, I just thought it was so neat just to watch yeah. not just the speakers and those questions, but then like during the during the breaks, listening to those little mm-hmm. conversations that people talk is going, oh, you're the, oh, interesting. Hey, I had a quick question or, you know, so I, I, I always think those are the cool right. moments, too, is in the little breakouts watching those, those people connect and engage and almost like you can see who wants to talk to who. So it's almost like you see somebody mm-hmm. like, oh, look at them going over there, get to cookie because that person's there. No, but it, it's just <laughs> neat seeing and the people interacting and having a good time and then how, um, you know, everyone really enjoyed themselves there. And then at the cocktail hour after yeah. a fun, great conversation. I agree. And, and that's one of the things I really uh, I really love about the events that the National Club Association that we put on uh, is we really try to foster those conversations and, and keep a dialogue going. Uh, we try to, you know, keep that that intimate kind of feel, um, to our events. And, uh, you know, whether it's this type of event with 35 people or, you know, our national club conference coming up in April with 350, um, you know, we try to really focus on that experience and, and create that environment where people, you know, are, are collaborating and, and sharing experiences and, and networking and, and getting to know folks. So, you know, that's a, that's a key component, uh, for, for me, um, you know, as, as the CEO of the National Club Association to continue that, um, into the future for any event that we do. And it's going to sound so dumb and weird, but I don't know if you did it on purpose or not, but the, the room that the conference was in last year, I love an intimate room and I hate when, a room is much bigger than the amount of people and the energy is just kind of lost. So I liked how the room mm-hmm. fit the amount of people perfectly. And to keep to that intimacy, the stage was just high enough. Meaning it wasn't, you didn't need a bunch of walkers and stairs to get up. It was nice. It was low, but high enough to have that intimacy with the speaker and the people on stage, the panelists and the audience members also. Sure. Right. Well, and the fireplace didn't, didn't hurt. Um, you know, (laughs) I mean, you know, anytime you want to create that sort of, uh, you know, intimate setting, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, a fireplace does help. So, um, no, I appreciate that. It was, I didn't want to get too close. It was like the product in my hair. I didn't want to go up in flames. Mind your beeswax. (laughs) 
Got to mind that beeswax. Um, yeah, it was it was a good event. Like I said, I, I think it was a good start. And, um, you know, I've had many conversations with folks who are in attendance and, and um, you know, ideas about, uh, you know, how we can improve the event and make it even better. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that. And, you know, we've, we've gotten through that. And now we're uh, really intently focused on the National Club Conference coming up in April, uh, April 28th through the 30th next year. And, and uh, getting all the details worked out with that will be down in Frisco, Texas, uh, at the Omni Resort and PGA headquarters. And um, things are things are coming together there. Uh, I'll be actually heading down there um, at the end of this week and checking things out and scoping out some fun places to do events and, and uh, getting things worked out there to uh, um, make it just as just as, you know, good as every other event that we've done and even better. I love it. Well, um, obviously the holidays are coming up and clubs are, are busy, uh, you know, entertaining uh, members and hosting uh, events. And uh, so, you know, it's a busy time of year for private clubs. And, and uh, you know, I, I guess at this point, I just would say uh, happy holidays to everyone. And I look forward to uh, having more conversations in 2024. It's hard to believe 2024 is around the corner. I know. Unreal. Yep. Indeed. Hope you all enjoyed that episode. Joe, thank you so much for coming on. If you have not done so already, like, share, subscribe. Any and all support is greatly and immensely appreciated. Until next time, catch on the flippity flip.